to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin. Hey! And we have Equist, and you obviously heard Matilda during the intro music. Uh, yeah, she was singing along. Yeah, okay, we'll pass that off. Sure, I'll let you slide this <laughs> time, Matilda. Uh, so, boys, first off, how's your week going? Yeah. Meh from Rob. What about you, Devin? It's a week. What's that? It's a week. It's a week. Uh, week yeah, I'm in the same boat. Is terrible. Well. I don't want to say it's bad. I don't want to say it's good. It's a week. Well, Matilda thinks it's bad. No, Matilda, you're wrong. Uh, so this week, Devin, you, you wanted to do this on this... I don't know what you call them. Are, are they called creepy pastas? Yeah, they're called creepy pastas. Okay. Now you normally listen to this what on, on YouTube or something. Yep. Okay. Now is there is there like is the YouTube channel named Creepy Pasta or is uh, the two it, people I usually listen to the most of? But there's a lot of people who do like uh, creepy pasta narrations. But the two people I listen to the most is uh, Dark Somnium and. Um, Mr. Creepypasta. Okay. I think Mr. Creepypasta is probably the biggest. All right. Of the two, but of uh, the biggest of all of them, all of them. But I mean, I do like there's Mr. Creeps, there's Creeps McPasta. Um, but I think my personal favorite is probably Mr. Creepypasta, and then Dark Somnium. Okay. Now the particular. Okay, so explain to me because I don't know. What is a creepy pasta? Let's start. Creepy pasta is so creepy pasta is was an old website, I believe. I, I, I'm gonna get the actual history of creepy pasta. All right. While you so do that, creepy... hold on. I will say disclaimer. I do have a fan running in the background. It's kind of on a swivel, so every so often it's gonna pass by me. And if it picks up on my audio, I'm sorry, but it's hot as balls in this house, and the fan's gonna stay running. So. There it is. Go ahead. All right. So, creepypastas uh, from straight from Wikipedia. Creepypastas are horror-related legends or images that have been copied and pasted around the internet. These internet inter- ah, these internet entries are often brief, user-generated paranormal stories intended to scare readers. They include gruesome tales of murder, suicide, and other world occurrences. According to the Time Magazine, the genre has had its peak audience in 2010 when it was covered by by the New York Times. Um. So, uh, so it's essentially scary to, stories. It's effectively it's just scary stories, but it got its name creepy pasta because they're posted on the internet, and one of the like internet things of like you just copying stories and pasting them or copying things and yeah. pasting it over and over again is called copy pasta. Copy pasta. So, yeah, so it just became creepy pasta. Okay. So all right, I mean, that's kind of how they got it. Then it's basically like scary stories generated by people. Like it's not like big authors and stuff it's just like okay random people are like posting scary stories scary. yeah and then every now and again you get these people who post like really long good stories like jeff the killer um ted the caver 
um, Slenderman, the, some of the Slenderman stuff that that's been on there, Candle Cove. You know, you get those kind of ones that are actually like pretty cool. Okay. Um, and those are usually longer stories. Uh, this is another one of the longer stories that we're talking about today. Right. So the one that you wanted to talk about today is called the Left Right Game. Yes. Now, you you started talking to me a little bit about this last week, and I will say I'm intrigued by the concept of things like this. Um, so the whole premise of the game is hop in a car or whatever, and you're only allowed to take, you know, once you start driving, you have to take the first left-hand turn you come across, then the first right-hand, then the first left-hand, so on and so forth, until you make so many turns that after X amount of turns, you'll start seeing things, and things will just start getting weird, and so on and so forth. It's kind of like an urban it, legend or something. I believe shit. it's 43 turns. I could be wrong on that. I believe it's 43 turns. Now, I started... Now, I was intrigued by this, and you sent the link, and I started listening to it, and and like I was telling Edquist, I am intrigued. Like, I, I liked... So far, like I, I, I'm not going to lie to you or the listeners. I made it, I made it two episodes through, like two full episodes, and then like I started the third, and then I just, I, I, I really couldn't. Uh, out of ten, I believe you said there was ten. Because at first I was like, oh yeah, no, I'll have this left right game one done. I thought the first episode was just the left right game, and then the other ones were just other shorter stories too. And then you're like, no, all ten of them are all. It's all. It's a continuation story. It's like, oh, okay. Well, let's see how this goes. And by the end of the second one, I episode, want you to listen to. Oh, sorry, to interrupt you. I just thought about it, and I just, I'm going to forget it if I don't mention it. Because this one you didn't necessarily like. Another one I do want you to listen to at some point is, which is guy we do on YouTube is, uh, I dared my best friend to ruin my life. Okay. And he, it, it, the whole thing is, I dared my best friend to ruin my life, and he's succeeding, I believe, or he succeeded. On, I dared my best friend to ruin my life. Yes, it's about two and a half hours long. Um, for Mr. Creepypasta, he's one of the he's the guy who narrated. Well, he's one of the guys who narrated. It. It's, he he did the best in my opinion. Definitely listen to it. I think that one is also really good and not per se supernaturally creepy. It's not only necessarily supernaturally creepy stuff, just creepy stuff in general gets. No, no, like so. Like I don't like like this. Not creepy. Like Uh, this. Not creepy. This is not creepy. Like the premise is in the title. I dared my best friend to ruin my life. So literally, uh, that story starts with um, I think they're like teenagers, and they were like, "Hey," he was just like, "Hey, dude, you know." Let's do it. You know, let's play a game or whatever. Like one of them suggested, like they that they play a game where they they actively try to ruin each other's lives to make themselves like achieve better, right? Kind of thing to okay. make them like shoot above the moon to put basically put pressure on them. If I remember it correctly, off the top of my head. Um, and then one takes it way more seriously than the other one. Okay. Like the, I think one guy ends up like, um. One guy ends up on drugs, arrested for one or for murder. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah, it, like he escalated like really good. That's another one that should definitely be a movie. I think that'd be a really cool movie. Um, but yeah, that one I think you'd like a lot. That one really could. I do All like right. that one too. All right, I will yep. give that one a listen. But I, I will tell the I'm, I'm going to fess up to you. You know, you and the listeners. I only made it through two episodes of this. This one, I got creeped out. 
And part of the reason that I got creeped out is, so the site that you sent us does like the spatial sound thing where it's like if somebody's talking and it's supposed to be talking in your left ear, you'll only hear it in your left headphone. And say, and then if it's spatial, if it moves, it'll move over to your right headphone, right? So it gives you that sense of like there is somebody right there with you, and um, like I, in the first episode, we'll go through. You and Rob can definitely talk to it at length. But in the first episode, there was a lady that they passed who was just bat, who's like screaming and bashing her head in through a mirror. I was like, okay, that's fucked up, but sure, okay. And then the second episode was all about picking up a hitchhiker. And there's like certain rules I'm I'm I'm, t- I'm gathering with with some of these things. Like the hitchhiker guy, you were you you had to pick him up, and you could not talk to him. No matter what he said, you're not supposed to talk to this guy. And it got fucking weird, like creepy. Like he'd be talking, and he seemed like an all around nice person. Like he seemed very genuinely like appreciative and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, he'd just like say something in a low tone, and then start talking back in his normal voice again. And I just couldn't handle it. I and by the end of it, there was like a uh, like a radio narrator, like kind of prepping you for the next episode. And there was some like weird like noises and screams and shit happening on the radio. Uh, uh-uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I tap out. I, I don't handle scary well. Um. And that really, for whatever reason, that one got to me. It's, it's Sometimes it's the dumbest things that really get to me. Like on 13 Ghosts, there's only two scenes in that whole movie that I really remember that stick to my mind. And that's the one, the naked chick in the tub who looks up at him. And then the the chick with the her head in like the steel cage that just starts running down the hallway at him. I was like, nope, all right, I'm good. It's the end of that. You know, I I watched the movie the uh, I think it was the Ring. Is that the one where she crawls out of the TV at the end? Nope. Yeah. Okay. So I watched the Ring, all the way through to the end. Hell, I found some scenes on that downright funny. Like I'd chuckle. I find myself chuckling during that movie. And then at the very end, when she crawls her fucking wet-haired ass out of the fucking TV, uh-uh. I shut my TV off. I was like, I'm done with that movie. I I don't need to finish it. I don't know. I mean, I've, I watched the whole rest of the movie. I knew, you know, why did that one part really get to me? You know, um, I guess I just have odd triggers, but um, yeah, before, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you on, guys. And... Before we move on about the ring, I went to a haunted house um, shortly after the ring came out, and they scared the crap out of me. They had like this because normally they don't get me very much. Uh, uh, every once in a while, I'll like jump or whatever. But I actually, because I enjoy getting scared and I enjoy haunted houses, so I go to a lot. Ugh. So they had this slide where you slid down and you slid down into the well. Yeah. What I thought was a doll of her squished against the wall, like above you, and her hair was like all out and perfectly matched, like sliding through the bricks. So it looks like a freaking doll. It turned around and jumped off the wall at me. Oh, <laughs> I fucking <it's>... screamed. Nope. <laughs> See, like, I've seen, I'm sure you guys both have seen those videos of, like, people getting on elevators, and all of a sudden, like, the lights will go out, and, like, people will move the panels around, the lights will come on, and then there'll just be, like, this creepy fucking thing in the elevator with you. Mm -hmm. No. 
uh-uh. If that ever happened to me, I'm sorry. I would kick the shit out of who, whatever just popped in the elevator with me. <laughs> they would just be getting a boot to the chest, and I'd be trying to get the fuck off that elevator. Uh, and then I'd feel super bad when everyone was like, oh my god, you know, that was just, it was just a joke. Why'd you do that? It's like, why the fuck do Timmy. you think I would it do was, that? It was little Timmy from down the street. I don't like fuck. Fuck. His chest in. People who, people who do street. that, I don't, I don't like the idea of people who do that and then ask you, why did you hit them? It's like, why the fuck do you think I hit them? Like the like the dolls when they did life size dolls at the toy store that came to life and ripped out of their packages. Yeah, <laughs> like those were kids. I would have been like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> nope, I would have been grabbing a shell. I would have been like tilting the shelves down on top of t- on top of them. Uh uh-uh, uh, dude. I don't. Like, there. That's the whole fight or flight thing, and my mentality, if I'm ever put in that situation, is fight so I can flight. That kind of thing. Uh, but I don't know. So, but anyway, left-right game. Uh, we'll, I'm going to let you and Devin kind of talk more about this. I might chime in with questions um, because obviously I didn't listen to all of the episodes. Um, but starting from episode one was essentially where they, the, the, the reporter girl met up with this guy and they were gathering kind of a group and everybody had code names and stuff. So, but Hey, take it away, fellas. Yeah. I mean, well, episode one started out. Um, like you said, we meet our, our character, um, Alice and what's the other guy's name? I always forget his name. Rob. Is it Rob? No, no. The, um, her friend trying to save her. Oh, yeah, the one that actually starts off where you get hit by a car. That's how it starts. Yeah, it starts when you get hit by a car. Uh, I can uh, tell you in a second. But what it is. We, we should let you know that the, the version we're talking about that we listened to was the one done by Q Code. Yes, by Q Code. Q Code is the one we used. Um, you also can, like I said, um, again, Dark Somnium did it. You can listen to his version. Both versions, I think, are really good. Q code does have the cool um, sound thing where, like, what we was talking about, where it does shift and has the uh, the Sonos sound. It shifts, um, and the guy's name was Tom, by the way. Um, yeah. So I mean, either one's really good. Uh, one's available. Uh, you can find Mr. Creepypastas on our Mr. Creepypasta, Dark Somniums on um, YouTube. And I don't know, I don't think he has a Spotify. I know you can find uh, the Q code on Spotify, on their website, and on iTunes Store. Yeah, Q code you can listen to on any, because I listen to it on Podcast Republic. And there you go. Podcast. Uh, there you go. Yep. I mean, I guess, Rob, you're, this is my second listen through. You're coming in fresh. So I guess for me, I want to hear, kind of hear from you, and then I w- I'll chime in a little bit more too, as well. Uh, I will do my best because I'm going to have to keep muting because of the little doggy that sometimes I want to see. Um, That's the best. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we start off with Tom being in an accident. He, We go through like him being in the hospital. Um, and uh, he's getting these emails from his friend sending him messages. Um, and for some reason, like... When he gets hit in the very beginning, he starts saying something about Alice, and the emergency responders are like, "Alice, who's Alice?" 
So that kind of starts off with like gives you the well, like something weird is already happening. So then he starts to listen to the first message from her, which is her traveling to Phoenix, Arizona to talk with a guy named Rob. Uh, and he tell starts to explain to her about the his life, how he was in the army, and then he became like a ghost hunter. Uh, and he went to the the suicide forest, and he saw a ghost there that was like made out of TV static. And ever since then, he's been like hunting ghosts or legends and stuff like that. So then he tells her that he found this um, left right game posted on a website, and when he tried it, it actually worked. So he's gathered a bunch of people who are like paranormal investigators. There's a, two ladies who have a YouTube channel that are going. Um, uh, Lilith and Eve. Lilith and Eve, yep. Um, an older couple. Uh, not a couple, uh, uh, brother and sister. But brother and sister, Blaine and Clyde. Yep. Um, there's uh, Apollo. Ooh, I don't remember exactly why he was there. Uh, he's another uh, like supernatural chaser guy. Um, but man, Apollo, man, man. <laughs> um, and then there's Blue Best Jay, character. who doesn't say anything in the first couple episodes. And then there's uh, Ace, who shows up almost late. Yep. Now, which one Good of them is the one who is really like? Starting to question the ferryman and his directions. Like in the second episode, they're like, "Oh, what if we just don't pick up the hitchhiker?" That's like, Ace. That was Ace. Oh, okay. that was Ace. Yeah, yeah. He paid the price for it. He paid the price for it. Okay. <laughs> this is spoilers, by the way, peeps. Spoilers. Well, I mean, what happened to him was really Blue Jay's fault too. Well, I mean, a lot of things in this is Blue Jay's fault. All right, step by step, because remember, I didn't listen. So, and and then the main guy, his name's the Ferryman. Ferryman, yep. So we have, uh, his name is actually Rob. So we have Rob, uh, so names that are used and given. We have Rob, Apollo, Lilith, Eve, Bonnie, Clyde, Alice, Blue Jay, Ace, and and then the other characters. But I'm trying to think what their actual names are. I think Apollo is actually my Apollo. I'm not sure. And then uh, Bristol, not, uh, they called uh, they called Alice uh, Bristol. Alice Bristol. Yeah, Alice is Bristol. Um, because that's where she's from. So Fairyman is Rob. Apollo. Do we know Apollo's real name? I don't remember. I don't think we found out Apollo's real name. I know Lilith and Eve call out their real names at one point, but I can't remember off the top of my head what they are. It's yeah, like a no, one-off line. Okay, so Alice was from Bristol, England. Yeah, she didn't really have an English accent. No. No, well she so she is her friend Tom does have an English accent through all of it. Right. Well because she she grew up she she's been she lives in she's she's half and half. So so she's all I think right. she's American and then she's um like English Caribbean. Right. She said. So that's like her her background I mean, they, is and they, she moved around a lot. They say so, it in the first episode because she comes in and he's like do you want coffee and she's like she asked her tea, and he said, "You didn't sound English." Right on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> and then he, you know, she she explains why she didn't sound English on the phone. Um, and yeah, I mean, she was she moved around a lot. She's been in America. Every now and again, she does kind of have like an, a slight accent, but it's definitely not anything I would call severe. Right. So Bristol's um, the journalist, and she's riding with Rob. 
Yes, she's riding with Rob. Okay. All right. So we have Bristol the journalist riding with Rob. She get, so basically, uh, it shows up. You know him. He gets hit by the car. He gets hit by the car. Then after that, uh, it kind of. I think it does. Uh, yeah, it cuts over to her, kind of just asking questions. So then she's kind of questioning Rob about the left-right game, kind of interviewing him about his story, about you know his, you know his life in general. And um, I do like how he, some of the answers he gives are just like. He like he's just like I don't know. That's just the way it is. Like, yeah, no, like that's a lot of it actually. Like he even says it at one point, like in the thing, he's like, yeah, no, like he's like I don't know if it was at the part where you were at or not. He was just like, hey, this is part. This is the part of the road where I'm just gonna tell you to do things, and I'm probably just gonna you're gonna just need to do it. He's like, I, I can't give you an explanation why. Yep, is it's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, you should have saw that because that was right before the hit, the hit, the hitchhiker. Yeah. He was just like, "Hey, this is the part of the road ride. I just, I'm just gonna tell you to do some things. I want you to do them." Yeah, because when they uh, first venture out on their thing, they're you know they're making their turns or whatever, and then he he is, he eventually tells her, "Okay, we're gonna be coming up to a, a a tunnel, and this is where you need to decide whether you're gonna go through with this or not." Cause this is kind of really where you first like get like the creepiness. So like you have the chick with the mirror. At first, you're like, okay, that's a little whatever, right? Because she always pops up. I think you said in the twenty. What turn was it? No, oh, he Rodney says sometimes she shows up 34. later, but she's just always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not always at that place. He said she's always on the thirty fourth turn, but that it might not. Yeah, be yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he, 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 he's like, no, no, she's not always there, but she does. All, she always shows up, but not necessarily always on the thirty fourth turn. Um. So yeah. So basically, before you get, I, I really want to say forty three is sticking in my head. I really want to say forty three. I think that's how many turns it is to get into the like to the tunnel. I could be wrong on that number, but life goes on. Um, a number between forty and sixty. There you go. <laughs> I'm forty three is sticking in my head. So basically, like if you fuck up before then, it's kind of no fault. Like you 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 just don't play the game. Right. Um, but once you cross the tunnel, once you cross the tunnel, it's kind of like, okay, you're playing for keeps. Yeah, you have to go back through the tunnel to get back to the real world. Because if, if you yeah. go off, it's, it's like dangerous or you might not make it home. And you have you to might not make it home. travel in a vehicle. You can't go by foot at that, for that point. Either. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, she stuck with him. And then they continued on, and uh, yeah, I believe like that. Essentially, the next episode was all about the hitchhiker. Yeah, I mean, so she asked. So she did ask. She's like, "Well, what happens if you turn and the the forty third turn is is an alleyway?" He's like, "It'll be a tunnel there." Yep. He's like, and, and that's kind of when you first get like the real hint of the like, okay, this is like super supernatural because it's like, okay, no matter where, no matter where you are. You're playing in Atlanta, you're playing in Tokyo, you're playing no matter where you're playing, there's always going to be that tunnel on the 43rd turn. Now, okay, let me ask you this before we move on. The 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 premise of this game is literally you have to take each left that comes up and then each immediate right that comes up and then vice yep. versa back you and have forth. To, you have to alternate left, right, left, right, left, now, right. Now, does, so start... does this start pretty much the second you leave, say, your residence? Or can yeah. you start this from any point? You can it's, start it from 
anyway, you can start from any point. It just once you hit that, once you are hitting the consecutive forty third turn, is when you like it, it. It it starts to do it. So you can like drive like okay. It recess the counter, so to speak. I will but, tell but you. Once you start it, you're in. I will tell you. I played this mentally in my head by you know turning left out of my driveway onto the road, and then turning right, and then I mapped out pretty much where I'd go. It always just brings me back to my house. Yeah, well, no, that's why. Like he said, so that, that's the reason yeah. why he moved to Atlanta. He said it in the thing. He's yeah. like, I moved to Atlanta specifically because it's one of the few cities built on a grid system. Right. That allows you to advance while doing it. Right. Like where you can always you you can always make the turn. So okay. even in a situation where like you wind up back where you are, if the forty third turn brings you right back where you started, there'll be the tunnel there regardless. Right. So you you always you're you're gonna need to have that that range. He's like you can't access it from every from every city in the world. It's, there's only certain spots that it let you do it mainly just because of how city how cities are laid out. Right. All right. Continue. I just wanted I wanted to let you know that I did play this in my head and I didn't get very far before I was back home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he, he explains that a lot of places you just end up at a dead end that you can't go any further. So that's why yeah, dead end or like you're in like a business or you're, you wind up being in like a um you wind up being in like a parking structure or a parking lot or you know he's like you're screwed <laughs> you know he's like there's very few places where you can play it to completion to get to where you need to be. Okay. So why don't you guys talk about this hitchhiker? Because he's essentially the, the 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 first after the tunnel. He's the first big thing that happens yep. in this game. Yep. So that's when uh, Rob's like, "Yo, uh, we're about to uh, coming up ahead." Like they stop for food. Coming up ahead, he's like, "Yeah, there's going to be a hitchhiker. You're going to pick him up. This is yep. the part where you're going to start. You're going to need to do things that I just tell you to do." Yeah. There's so, going to um, be a hitchhiker, you're going to pick him up, don't speak to him, just stop your car, he'll get in, take him where he needs to go, and that's it. Don't speak at him, don't look at him, just just don't do it. Now, now this is episode two, and each episode actually starts off back with Tom in the real world. And first yep. of all, it goes to Tom, and he starts to realize that nobody else but him seems to remember. Because he talks to his mom, who knows her really well, and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So that's basically. Oh what yeah! His Didn't part he is. also call like the the place where she was a journalist at, and they had no records of her working there? Yeah. Yeah. That might have been. That might have been episode three. Sure. That might have been the beginning of episode three. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't get very far. I started getting chills up the back of my neck, and I don't like that feeling, so I just shut it off. It didn't help that it was pitch black in my house, but. He's like, yeah. it did not help that it was pitch black. No, I was, I mean, ask Devin, I was listening to these pretty late last night, so. Yeah, you were. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, so those are the, is that the main rules for the hitchhiker is you pick them up, you have to pick them up. You can't just bypass them. You have to pick them you, up. You, oh, you can bypass to... them. You can bypass them. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you, hold a... on. I'll let you explain that to me in a second, but I want to go over Rob, the rules clearly on this part. Rob, Rob. Tells them that they have to pick him up. Right, that was yeah. the part that I tells them you have to pick him up. So and not to talk to him and that to take him where he wants is the thing. And are you not allowed to look at him either, or can you look at him? You you can look at him. He just he recommends you don't because you're you're, you're going to be tempted to talk to him. Okay, but you're not supposed yeah. to talk to him. He all said right. it's best not to acknowledge him at all if you can. Okay. <clears throat> 
All right, so then they continue on, and they, you know, if the first ones that go, because they do this in waves, right? So they take turns doing this. They're not yeah, all driving he, right after the, each other. He said that the hitchhiker doesn't like to choose cars when they all go together. Is the yep. reason he gave. So they all had to go separately and each pick them up. Okay, so essentially, Rob and Bristol go, or Rob and Alice, and this hitchhiker gets in, right? And if I remember correctly, he's kind of like a a, a, a businessman, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Or yeah. yeah. And he starts trying to make conversation with them, and they just are being very quiet. Yeah. He's just like, hey, how's it going? And like, then, nice weather. What do you guys do for work? And then they're not saying anything, so it gets, like, super awkward. Yeah. And then, like, he does some, like, creepy-ass... I don't remember exactly the line, but he does some creepy-ass... He, like... He lowers his voice and he says, Bonnie's gonna fucking break. And Bristol says, what? And then Rob slams on the brake. Oh, so she did talk. Yeah. Well, she said, what? Like, I guess he could convey that it wasn't directly to him. I mean, but yeah. Okay, fair. And then he ends up, like, going through their glove box and finds, like, a photo of, I think, Rob. Yeah. And then starts talking to him about it, and he just doesn't acknowledge it, and he takes the photo. Yeah, he's going, do you mind if I take it? It's okay if I keep it? Yeah? Okay? It's okay if I keep it? Since right. he's not saying anything. Oh, yeah, so, it's something like, to remember like you by? Me. Yeah? All right. He's being like super friendly, super nice, like super friendly, super nice, and then all of a sudden he gets like super personal. Yeah, like, and that's what Webby said he was creeping him out. He'd be like, he'd be talking to y'all casual. He'd lean in and say like some super dark personal shit, like he shouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. He kind of like be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, like there were times, and it didn't help. Also, I have this goddamn fan on rotate. I'd be listening, and then like once he got real close in like my left ear, the fan would rotate, and I'd get that breeze on the side of my neck, and I'm just like, no, I'm done. This is not good. I can't do this. I'm gonna end up having a fucking mental breakdown because of Devin. (laughs) I mean, that's not any different than what's actually gonna happen anyway. Uh, Well, hey. Uh, all right, so then they eventually, you know, eventually he's just like, yo, this is fine, let me out here. And so they let him out, and they continue on, and then they start talking. And then, you know, he radios into the next person saying, all right, come on through. Uh, well, Bristol also, she sees a crashed car on the side of the road. Oh, that's like right. Down yeah. a- and and she uh, questions uh, Rob about it. Yeah, he says not to talk, he doesn't want to talk until they. Right. Uh, he seemed a little like I don't know what was up with the crash car. He seemed a little dismissive about it, and she went like afterwards. He she went behind his back to and she called one of the other people, which they couldn't make outgoing calls for a while. Everybody's phone was just they just got busy signals, but um, she was able to get into radio contact with one of the other people. And asked them to get some footage of a wrecked car while they were doing it. I didn't ever end up hearing the outcome of that, I don't think. Um, but, alright, continue on. I want to know what happens now after after the hitchhikers. Like, you said one of them doesn't have to pick them up. Or one of them uh, didn't so, pick them up. So Ace, our, our, good, our good friend Ace here, he arrives and he, like, you know, gets there and he's kind of, like, shooken up. A little bit. Um, and they, you know, they, they notice he's a little shooken up. And 
he he starts talking to Rob, and it's like uh, I don't yeah, know. He's like, I, he says, "What hap- What hap- Rob? What happens if you don't pick him up or whatever?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" Uh, and then he said he tells them, you know, he was just driving. He didn't pick him up, but then suddenly he was just in the back seat, and yeah. then uh, and then he started having these memories of the fact started, that he stopped and started and picked him up. He's like, "But I." Where I didn't, I didn't. I just kept driving. He appeared in the back seat, and then the memories came later of pulling over and letting him in. And Rob's like, "Yeah, it freaks you out, doesn't it?" And he was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, the first. It was like the first or second time that he went. He didn't pick him up either." He's like, "It was really disconcerting to have him just appear in my back seat." Jesus. So. Okay. <laughs> so that's why he's very adamant that you have to pick him up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you might as well pick him up because you're going to pick him up even if you don't want to pick him up. So, uh, man. Okay. Um, now, did anything else happen with any of the other people or did everybody else essentially make it past the Hitchhiker? Fine, I don't remember. Uh, well, I don't remember. Did- who you, find out. you find out either in episode three or episode two that Bonnie actually talked to him. That's why he said Bonnie's going to fucking break. Yeah, see, I don't remember Bonnie talking to him in the second episode. So, so yeah, that must be the next one where they find that out. Um, so what happens so, if you talk to this guy? Uh, well, like she keeps talking about this place that is supposed to like be a there's a cottage by the sea waiting for her in this town that she was that she talked to the hitchhiker about blah 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 yeah and and it, it, it and it's a wrong turn it comes up like way later but yeah. it, it's a wrong turn but she but they tell bristol and bristol tells them to tell rock which she thinks they do but you find out later that they just because he's they're over talking to him so you think that they're telling him but you find out later he they didn't so <laughs> they're everyone's being tricked um, and then the girls, the YouTube girls, are the ones that she has to stop and check out the wreck. Or she had just asked them to see if they could see it. Uh, they actually stop, get out, and go inspect the wreck and oh. find C4 in the trunk. Jesus. So, uh, With the hitchhiker in the car? No. There was, there was both, this is there was after that. the fact. So they so after the fact, the burnt out car on the side of the road. Okay. They go back and investigate it, and there's C4 in the trunk. Yeah. So they actually take some and show her. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now you guys can do the fucking pretty much the episode breakdowns for me because this this is already just kind of gotten out of hand now. <laughs> um. Let me see. So that happened. That was episode two. Three was jubilation. Yeah. yeah. This was the creepy radio guy. Yeah. yeah so three was and, jubilation, uh, which was interesting. Radio show. Where it was like it seemed normal, but then there was like a whole bunch of screams and whatever, and then the guy's like, "Coming up next, uh, a jubilation, blah blah blah." blah. So what he was talking about yep. video. Um, so yeah, it starts off with her talking about the radio show. Uh, and then I think that's when you find out that Bonnie talked to the. Yeah. She's, uh, well, she's talking about the radio show, and then like I think halfway through the episode, she starts. She's talking to. She has a hunch about it. And then she, halfway through the episode, she winds up um, talking to, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Clyde about it. She winds up talking to Clyde about it, and then she tricks Clyde into telling her, like, that, um, what'd you call it? 
tricks Clyde into telling her that. Uh, oh yeah, she she just basically goes up to Clyde and is like, "So Bonnie talked to the hitchhiker," and he's like, "How did you know?" And she's like, "I didn't. You just told me." Okay, oldest trick in the book. You never fess up to somebody when some you stick to your lie. You stick to your <laughs> guns, man. So what was the jubilation thing all about? What was uh, well, Devin's muted. I don't know if he realizes. Uh, I, no, I I I muted for a second. So you walked in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so jubilation, <laughs> jubilation. Oh God, there's was, that Devin chuckle. It, it oh actually boy. isn't. It, it isn't. It, in my opinion, jubilation wasn't that bad. What do you think, Rob? Uh, I I think Ace would disagree with you. I mean, well, okay, Ace got fucked up, but that's Ace's fault. <laughs> would I disagree? No, with it's Blue Jay's fault. <laughs> um, Everything's Blue Jay's fault. Everything yeah, is fucking show Blue Jay's fault. So they're driving through Jubilation, and at first everything seems like uh, they're driving through, and he's like, yeah, the, the, Rob's saying, oh, the folks at Jubilation, they kind of like, like stick to themselves. They're, they're pretty okay, blah, blah, blah. So then when they get to the city, though, like, there's nobody... There's nobody anywhere. Like, the school is empty. There's no one on the streets. And he's like, that's really weird. So then they start, on one of the turns, they turn down a residential street, and they find out where everybody is. All of them have their dining room tables out on their front lawn, and they're sitting and eating dinner. And there's always a mother, a father, a little girl, and a little boy is every sing- on every single lawn. Okay. I'm all set. <laughs> so as they're driving, uh, Bristol's looking down the side <laughs> that they're not going down and there's like burnt out houses and wrecked cars and piles of clothes and shoes everywhere and she's just like okay now were there any special rules for passing through this town like everybody mm-hmm. this this rob guy seems to know all of the various rules for these he's, he's done this before he yeah. he this is we find out he's ran through this numerous times like he's been up to a certain point numerous times to map it out and then he he comes back Okay, so now are there any spe- special yeah. rules for this uh, place? He, well, he lied about that because he said that he found someone online that had mapped it, and he and like he does say he had he had done it previously, but that um, someone else had mapped it out. But you find out later that it was him and his son who actually mapped out everything. Right, but you don't know that at this point. Okay. Uh, but no, he's 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 like they're not usually like this. Kind of weird. So then they go down the next turn, and there's a huge tree across the road. Which he's like, oh, okay, this is not good. See, even um, Matilda agrees that this is not a good plan. <laughs> uh, so they start to go around it. Like, yeah, they have to go down like an embankment and back up with their cars. So they're going one by one. Um, and then they, the ones at the end start yelling about a tow truck coming. So there's, like, a tow truck flying down the road, and Rob starts to get, like, upset, <laughs> and he tells Bristol to get his, like, a box out of the car, uh, and he keeps telling, he's like, come on, go, 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 let's get going here. Um, so the tow truck's getting closer and closer, it's, like, flying down the road at high speed, as they're, they're all cars are slowly going down the embankment around the big tree. So it comes down where it's just Blue Jay and Ace left, and Blue Jay just sits and even Bristol's like, what the hell is she doing? So Blue Jay basically waits till the tow truck is almost on them before she goes down into the ditch. So then the tow truck ends up smashing into to Ace's car. Uh, and so 
his car's all fucked up and he's like groggy and from being smashed into. But the tow truck driver and I guess there's two of them, they get out of the car and they're like talking like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they're like having just a regular old conversation. Oh, are you going to the blah, blah, blah next week and blah, blah, blah and all that while the, and they're like taking chains off the tow truck. Uh, so then, but they grab Ace. So then Rob's like, let him go, let him the fuck go. And they don't listen. So he starts to shoot them and they just keep having their conversation. Yeah, they just have this casual conversation while they're getting shot at, while, while they're getting shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not shot they, at, they're getting shot. And it's just like chilling there, like, yeah, what's yeah. up? Yeah, you know. So then they take the tow hook and shove it through Ace's skull and drive off with him. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> God damn it! So it's now nobody like sees Texas chainsaw massacre here. Oh. Sees it happen except for Rob and Bris- Robin Allen. Uh, leave them purposely waited to see what would happen because she thinks all oh, this is a hoax, the whole road, everything. Like, she's a, a buster, like, she like, supernatural stuff, like, she, she like, goes, she, I guess she's famous because they all seem to recognize her when she says what her real name is. And she's, like, a famous person that goes and, like, like debunks stuff. This is Alice? Like, no, not Alice. Uh, Blue Jay. Blue Jay. Oh, okay. So that's why Blue Jay waited yeah. Okay. Because she thinks it's all a hoax, and she wanted to see what if they would like how much of the how far they would go in the hoax. So she waited to see what would happen. So what did she think when uh, Ace got a hook through the head? She didn't see that part. Well, she and Bristol. She asked, uh, um, because she's like, you're supposed to be a fucking reporter, and you're believing this crap. And then, so uh, Alice tells her, you know, about what happened to Ace, and she's like, "And you saw this yourself." But then, but she she couldn't watch. She like closed her eyes when it was about to happen, so she didn't actually see it. Uh, so the Blue Jay takes that as proof. She's like, "Like, uh, like you don't watch? Uh, do you close your eyes so that the magician can pick out your card and see what it is too?" And blah blah blah. So she, she thinks it's all like fake and like illusion. Like they're doing it on purpose to to fool her. Okay. And that was pretty much the extent of episode three. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue. I think. Four was what? What was episode four, Rob? Um, uh, well, the beginning of four, I know, is Tom talking to the therapist. Uh, so Tom yeah. wants to see a therapist with his mom because she thinks he's crazy about this girl that nobody seems to know. He called like her old roommates in college and none of them remember her. So uh, he, the therapist asked him to play the tape. So he starts to play it and you hear her saying, you know, this is, uh, this is um, Alice. I don't remember her last name, but she says that uh, uh, for Northwest stories and blah, blah, blah. So she starts talking and they're just staring at him and he's like, like what? And then he realizes they don't hear anything. Only he hears it. So she, his therapist is like, we thought you sent us the wrong audio or something. Uh, she's like, but no, we don't hear anything. So he starts saying what she's saying, and but they don't believe him. They think he's just making it up or like he's having a psychotic break. 
<laughs> so he's like, why am I the only one that can hear this? So then he's like, let me do one more thing before I, because his mom wants him to just come home so that she can take care of him until like, until he goes back to normal, basically. And he's like, let me do one more thing. If it turns out to be nothing, then I'll just come home with you. So that's kind of where that part is. Okay. Yes. Uh, so then I don't remember. I think that so, this is this is the episode where they have their like they have like their argument because yeah, like say, uh, what's your name says, died and then they're all like. It, it says as the sun sets on a traumatic second day, the convoy stops for the night. As tempers flare and motives are uncovered, the group must decide whether to leave the road behind or press forward into the unknown. Yeah. So this is where. Yeah. So this is where they have the argument about. Who, See, this who is my contribution. What. I can read these little snippets for you guys, and you guys can get get a memory jog. See. So and then they they tell Rod they they yell at Rod because they said you they yell meatloaf or pancakes. No, uh, <laughs> I wish they did. Rob, C's touchy juju. <laughs> they yell C's touchy juju. jeez. Oh, <laughs> um. But no, they they argue about him not warning them that it was dangerous and he was like well the last time i was here it wasn't dangerous he's like i don't understand what's different he's like it might be because there's so many of us um but he's like i never said it was safe uh he's like but i didn't but they're like you didn't tell us that we could die blah 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 blah. it's because so he's like so and so talked to fucking the hitchhiker yeah she jinxed it all so He's like, well, you guys have to decide by morning if you want to go back or continue on. So they're like, okay. Uh, so, like, they all take the night, and there's more, like, talking and stuff. I think this is where he fi- she finds out that Bonnie, that, um, Bonnie talked to the hitchhiker, actually, because a lot of stuff happens. It's mostly talking at night in this one. Uh, okay. so she, but she also sneaks off with the C4 to charge the phone that sets it off to see what happens. <laughs> Which one of the YouTube girls doesn't want to go, wants to go with her. Um, she was the one that had the phone charger, and she's like, No, I, I should do this by myself in case it goes off. It's best if it's just me. Um, and she's like, Well, don't tell my partner because she'll want to go with you. Uh, so she gives her the phone charger. So she goes off and charges the phone, and there's actually text messages sent to the phone saying, uh, Don't do this. I don't remember. There's a couple of them, but they're basically all the same. Like, don't do this. Where are you? Think about this. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so she's like, okay. Um, so then there's a phone number that had called that tried to call it. So she calls that number back, and it's Rob's phone that rang. <laughs> okay. So she takes mental note of that. <laughs> um, so then when she goes back, she tells her the YouTube girl about it. Um, so she, the, the, the YouTube girl that she talked with, which I think was uh, Eve, wants to go back, but Lilith wants to keep going. So they decide to keep going. Uh, yeah, it was Eve. <clears throat> um, so Bonnie and Clyde decide to keep going. Blue Jay's like, you're not getting rid of me. So And then uh, Apollo was like, yeah. So they're, they all decide to keep going. Okay. Uh, so now I don't know if this is the episode with the one where they were chased by that thing and then end up passing the, the turn. Or if that's the next episode. Well, I can tell you the next episode is called Something New. 
Uh, a visit from a psychiatrist casts doubt in Alice's ver- on Alice's very existence, and then the convoy begins their tentative third day. As the journey continues, Alice discovers that the road has a strange effect on those oh. who travel it. Yep. Oh yeah. They, that's where they learn that. Um, what do you call it? So did they? The, the further you go. Yeah, but, and stuff like that. So did the misturn happen have... in the episode before this? No. Oh, all right. It must be. So, um, so that mo- night must have just been the night of talking in the C four and talking about the the hitchhiker and all that. Um, so uh, this episode, yeah. So she she's like, we haven't had because she discovers that the gas gauge hasn't. He's like, she's like, how long have we been on the road? And he's like, six hours. She's like, the gas gauge has barely moved. He's like, I was wondering if how long it would take you to notice that, or if you even would. And he's like, did you notice that no one, almost no one ate anything? So they find out that like, the more like the further along the road you are, like the less you need to to keep going. So he's like, okay, so the road is both trying to spit us out and keep us moving forward. And he's like, yep. She's like, why? He does that thing, and we're who knows? This is just the way it is. <laughs> Okay. Now does the, now does this get explained why later on at all, or does this, this remain a mystery? Um, I mean, sort of. Not specifically why, but kind of. I guess. Uh, okay. All right. Um. But anyway, so this I'm pretty sure this is the episode where, um, as they're driving and they're about to make another turn, there's a car coming up the road like super fast, and uh. Like they they're yelling about the guy in the car, like how he looks, but no one ever describes how he looks, which is one of the like I did have a couple problems with this because it wasn't very descriptive about some stuff where I'm just like okay, like I guess they're trying to make it so your imagination is more like oh my god I bet it looks terrible because they're like oh my god look at his face blah 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 but then they don't describe what it looks like or anything so it's just like I guess it's up to your imagination. But anyway, <laughs> so they're being chased. Well, this is getting an Amazon show um, approved at some point, so. We'll get our um, description there. So Lilith and uh, Lilith and Eve are freaking out because they're Blue Jay's the only one behind them, and Blue is just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so they freak out and they drive in front of Rob and Alice, but they're driving so fast they miss the next turn. So they go flying, and Alice is like, "Their car just stopped. It just stopped out of nowhere." He's like, okay, well, let's go, everyone, let's go around the turn, and then we'll come back. So they go, the rest of the cars go down the turn, and they walk back to the, except for Rob's car. He stops it before the turn. So the rest of the cars go down the turn. Uh, So their car is kind of, like, a little ways down the road after, like, sinking into the road, like it's quick. So they... So they try to get out, and then her boot starts to sink her boot off before she gets sucked in. So then they get up on the roof, and they're trying to figure out a way to get them back over. Um, so they throw on the rope from the winch in front of the Rob's truck, but they miss, and it falls inside the car. Because um, they were going to, like, hand over hand it across. Right. Uh, so, but they're too far out, and the rope, like I said, they missed the rope. So. Apollo decides to drive halfway across so that they can jump to his car rope from, like, he's going to take the rope in his car, what's left of it. So he drives, like, partway out there 
Yeah, and then gets violently shut down. Yeah. By the road. Yep. So his car starts to sink now, too. So the girls jump from their car to his. Uh, Lilith does it fine without a hitch, but Eve freaking knocks Apollo into the onto the road. Uh, so yeah. she's actually standing on him as he sinks, and but she manages to get back on the car, so he gets sucked in to the road. And then Lilith does the hand-over-hand thing and manages to make it to the others, but Eve refuses to even try because she's scared. And I'm like, I was like, freaking bitch. Yeah, all right. Like, you killed Apollo for nothing. There, do nothing. You killed Apollo for nothing. Now, this is all happening because they missed the turn? Yes. Yep. And they can't just turn around and go back and do that turn? Nope. No, because their car started to sink into the road. They couldn't move. Yeah, like, they couldn't go back. So, like, if if, if you can make it back, like, what's her name made it back and no, she had no ill effects, really, after the fact? Um, at least that were prevalent. If you can make it back and go on the correct turn, it wasn't that they actually, no, see, if you make the legit wrong turn, you probably just die. We find that out later when what's her name fucking goes down the road, she just fucking dust. Um... But they just missed the turn. They didn't make the wrong turn. They just missed the turn. Yeah. So, like, so they're supposed to turn left. They just went straight. And then they like, passed it by, like, a couple of feet. And they were like, fuck. And then their car started to sink. Okay. Yeah. So the reason the car stopped was because it instantly, like, started to sink as soon as... Yeah, the ground passed. turned into quicksand. It was just like, nah. Not fam. So mental note, if if any of us try to go do this left-hand turn game, we need to use a truck. Uh, it, it wouldn't matter. Like a big mud truck with a winch. It wouldn't matter. Well, I'm just saying. It it's cute, though, that you think better. it would. It I know it would make you feel, feel better. better. <laughs> I mean, because that, that's what what's-his-name had. He had a winch. That's what uh, Rob had. He had, yeah. he, he had a good, he had an outfitted Jeep with a, with a winch and everything on it. All right. So that's where we're basically where that episode is. All right. So the next episode is Rob, Rob Guthard takes on London. The aftermath of the Edinburgh trip unfolds. Oh, no. That's not it. Hold on. Stray thread. Within the halls of Edinburgh University, a final attempt is made to find any trace of Alice Sharman. As the fourth day on the road begins, an unexpected encounter fractures the convoy's loyalties in the Ensuing follow, Alice considers what she's willing to do to ensure the group's survival. Uh, I don't know. We mean you don't know. What happens uh, in this episode? Well, the, the Edinburgh one, because he goes to, to where the school, and he looks up a newspaper article that he and her were both in. Right. And it was front page story. So he asks for the newspaper when they give it to him, but the story's like missing. Like the front pages is blank. And he's like, How is this blank? And the lady can't explain. She's just like, I have no idea. This is very weird. Yeah. yeah like it. Yeah. She's, she's like, No idea. He gets really upset and starts throwing stuff. Okay. He's not a happy camper. And they won't let him in. So he breaks in and looks at her record, which is almost completely blank. Like her page is still there, but it's almost blank except for the name of her parents. Uh, and like alarms are going off, and then the cops catch him because he's all crippled from the accident, so he can't really run fast. But, but he, okay. yeah, so he breaks in. Her her news story is gone. Her student record is gone. But like, there's blank spaces where she was. Like, it's not like she's completely gone. It's just 
Well, I mean, it's like she's completely gone, but like nothing else filled in where she was. Just like she vanished. Now, but there's still that she had things. They're just empty. Let me ask you both this: If I ever went missing, would you both be this dedicated in finding me? Yes. All right. Yeah. If I if I remembered you, yeah. There, yeah like you find out, there's a know. reason. There's a reason that he's the only one that remembers. Okay, and then as far as the the convoy goes, what's this ex- unexpected encounter that fractures the convoy's loyalties? And in the ensuing follow, Alice considers what she's willing to do to ensure the group's survival. Don't remember. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see, Helen. Sure the... Oh, is it because is it because of of uh, Bonnie? Is it is that it? Is that the one where? No, that's not the that's not the deer yet. No, the deer that's is like. Where... <laughs> yeah, that's where Bonnie. I think she. Yeah, there must be the episode where Bonnie tries to go the wrong way. Yeah, Bonnie tries to go the wrong way. But Bonnie does go the wrong way. They they so Bonnie tries to go the wrong way. They realize that she's going crazy and they grab her and basically duct tape her ass to the car. Yeah. To the car seat so she can't. Um, but then fucking blue, uh, blue, uh, bluebird, blue jay, whatever the fuck her name is. Let's her free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they come across the, the the town where the hitchhiker told Bonnie that she would have a, a seaside cottage waiting for her that she's been talking about the whole time. So they go past it because they're going the there's they turn the other way because it's a like it's a split and they're supposed to go to the to the right, but the, the town that she wants to go to is to the left. So when they go to the right, she like starts panicking. And she calls and she's like, "You made the wrong turn," which freaks everyone out. And Rob's like, "Wait, what? We made the wrong turn?" So everybody like freaks out, but then they realize that they didn't make the wrong turn. That the the town that she wanted to go to was the other way. That's why she was saying they made the wrong turn. So then you find out this is where you find out that Bonnie didn't tell that Bonnie and Clyde didn't tell Rob that they talked to the hitchhiker. He's like, "You knew about this to Bristol," and she's like, "They told me they told you. I watched them talk to you." And she's like, "They never told me anything about." This. So then they they like they zip tie Bonnie's hands and stuff because she keeps trying to get go the other way towards that town. Um, so like Bristol's feeding her soup, but she knocks the soup over all over herself. So then Blue Jay's like, she's like, "You're tying this woman up." Blah blah. blah. She's like, "I'll go get you more soup." Bonnie. So she goes to get her soup, more of the soup, and like she's freaking out because she like she thinks it's all fake. So she's like, "Why are you tying this woman up?" With zip ties, all this is fucking fake, blah, 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 blah. So, <clears throat> then in the middle of the night, they hear a car start and start taking off, and they realize that Bonnie got free, like her, her things are melted, her bonds are melted, and she's speeding off. So they chase after her, but, and they come to a stop, but she had stopped just over the line of the other, of the, of the other way, and like her, she's basically disintegrating. Okay. Like her, her body's like like flaking away into like dust, but she's like she, but she's, going, she's like I'm fine. Everything's gonna be fine. There's psychotic waiting for me, um, and like was uh, Clyde keeps telling her to come back. She's like you're just over the line. Just come back. But she's like she says no that she's gonna go and that she hopes that someday they'll they'll see each other again. So then she gets in the car and drives away, and they're all just like okay, and she just dusts. 
Well, she she drive she was dusting, but she drove like she drove over the lot like. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next episode, the title is "Rob Guthard Takes on London." The aftermath, the aftermath of the Edinburgh trip unfolds as the search for Alice starts to have an un- well un- unintentional effects. Was it the end of the episode, or was it the previous episode where, um, or this episode where, uh, Clyde joined her? I, I think it was the next episode. But Edinburgh is the is Tom. It's not the road. Right, and as the fifth day begins, the final two cars enter uncharted territory. Alice makes a crucial discovery as new and old threats reveal themselves. It has to be this episode that he that he does because the final two cars and this is basically where we find out this is the last spot he's been to. Um, and anything after and this episode, you find out basically where they are where they made camp was the last thing he had mapped. Everything else was new was was new for him, so he had no idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah so in this episode, like in the middle of the night, Clyde, she, I don't remember what she was doing. I think she was up in in her journal doing journal stuff. Yeah, for some reason she was the only one awake, and uh, she hears Clyde and he's like, he's like, I'm going to join Bonnie basically, and you can't, you're not going to be able to change my mind, and blah, blah blah. So she tries for a little bit, but then she's just like, Well, do you want company? So then they walk and they talk about him. And he talks about his life with Bonnie when they were kids and stuff, and most of their life. Uh, until they get to the edges of the road, and then he kind of just like, you know, I I I knew that I should. He's like, as soon as she went, I realized I should have followed her, but I knew the rest of you wouldn't let me go. So, <clears throat> so then he kind of just steps over the line and walks the way that she went. And she, Embra, uh, uh, Bristol says to him that she hopes that they find each other. And he's like, I hope you you guys find what you're looking for. So then she turns and goes back. Uh, so then when everyone else wakes up, they're like, uh, where the freak is Clyde? So then she has to explain that she walked with him and let him go. And they're all like mad at her. We'll talk you to bitch. her. You bitch. Yeah. You done fucked up. Like he, he was depressed and you just let him go. Of course he's depressed. His sister, he's known his whole life, just like died. And now you let him commit suicide. Blue is like, you fucking should have just shot him in the head. <laughs> Jesus. Now, what's this uh, new and old threats reveal themselves part? Um, Alice makes a crucial discovery as new and old threats reveal themselves. Um, hmm. New and old threats reveal themselves. Will it help if I read the, the, the premise of the next episode so you can kind of gauge where that what that might be? That may help you. So the next episode is I'm Not Playing Anymore? Oh, uh, no. that's uh, uh, I know what that is. The search for Alice so... reaches an impasse on the doorstep of her family home. As night falls on the forest, Alice is forced to fight for her life as Blue Jay hunts for Rob's car keys. As the pair battle for the upper hand, Blue Jay proves that she's willing to do anything to leave the convoy and the left-right game behind. Yeah. Yeah, so this episode is the one where they, they run into the deer. This the one yes, that we're on. Yes. Okay. Yep. This is the deer episode. <clears throat> um. 
so yeah, so without Clyde, the rest of them like kind of eventually move on. Um, so all of them, um, Rob and Bristol and uh, uh, Lilith are in Rob's car and Blue Day's by herself. So as they're driving, they're driving through the forest. Like she's, yeah, like Devin said, Rob, the beyond this point that this is as far as they've ever gone. Um, so on one side is the forest, on the other side is like a large embankment, like a long one. Mm-hmm. So as they're driving. And all of a sudden, this deer runs out in the middle of the road, and they hit it. Um, so, so Rob gets the gun, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go put it out of its misery. And, and uh, she's like, wait, no. And he's like, it's, it's better this way for it. If you don't want it to suffer. And she's like, no, it's not that. So then you hear, like, this baby crying. And I guess, like, you don't really, they don't, again, they don't really describe anything. But it, I think a baby crawls out of the deer's belly. Like what? a human baby. I'm sorry, yep. what? A what baby? Yep. A regular baby? <laughs> Yep, baby, yeah. like a normal human baby. Yep, was wearing a deer suit. Uh, no, mm. not wearing a deer suit. And you wait, you said this show's getting a show. This thing's getting a show. Amazon show. Yep, not watching it. There you are. Nope. There you are. We're doing it. We're doing it. You want it? Uh, it's happening. Sorry. It's, happening. it's gonna have to happen in the month of October. Well, I mean, I don't know when the show's coming out, so it's well, very possible. Well, all right, continue, so then, baby deer. Gotcha. So then they're like, so Rob's freaking out, and the Blue Jays freaking out because the, the, she's like, you're because she still thinks it's all fake. She's like, you used a fucking baby, a baby, and she's so uh, yeah, Blue Jays. Rob, they're like, oh, we can't leave the baby here. So Rob's like, okay, I'll get it. But then they're like, more deer are coming because you hear them like doing that, like they're they're fries in the woods. So he's like, "You guys get in the cars. I'll go. I'll grab the baby." So then you hear just like thundering of hooves, and, and the cars are like shaking, and they're like, "She's like, oh, Blue Jays' car's going over the edge," uh, and they're like, oh, "No, she'll be fine. All right, hold on." So then, when the deer pass, Rob comes back to the car, and they're like, "Did you get the baby?" And he's like, "I couldn't reach it. The deer." She's, he's like, "I don't know where it is. It's, it's just gone." So, but then he goes to help Blue Jay out of the car because her car's, like, teetering on the edge. Uh, so he manages to get her out before, just before, um Well, no, it doesn't fall. He manages to get her out, and they're coming back to the in the dark. Uh, and it's, I think it's the baby, but it's, like, a toddler now, and it's, like, really creepy and trying to kill them. Yeah, it, nope, it I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad I stopped listening at episode two with the creepy hitchhiker. Uh, so they realize though that it doesn't like the light. So Blue Jay and Rob like, are in the in Blue Jay's car's headlights. So then the baby starts like trying to knock the car off the cliff so it can get at them. I'm sorry, what <laughs> baby Hulk now? Well, it's a child now, but it's like like it's a toddler child now. Who is yeah? It's toddler Hulk. So we had deer into human baby into toddler Hulk. Yeah. Okay. So they almost get to the car, but then the Blue Jay's car falls off the cliff. And so drag her away into the dark. So Rob chases after it. Uh, and you hear like and Lilith and freaking uh Lilith and Bristol are freaking out in the in the truck or the Jeep. I'm telling you right now, if I was in that, I'm not getting the fuck out of that Jeep. I'm locking the goddamn doors. Uh, so you hear like, like a bunch of gunshots and then they both come back and he's like, Blue Jay, are you alright? And she's like, it was a fucking child, Rob. A fucking child, and you shot it. So she's like freaking. 
Wait, no, so sh- hold on, hold on. So she's freaking out at him because he shot this kid, but this whole kid knocked her car off a fucking ledge and yeah. dragged her away. Yeah, she's not dealing well with the fact that all- still like her mind has snapped onto that. This is all prank, and that they're they're fucking with her. Okay, it's, like her brain isn't allowing her to to accept that this is real, so she's, like, almost gone psychotic. Gotcha. So she grabs the gun from him, shoots him in the leg. Oh, my God. Okay. Tells Bristol and uh, Lilith to get out of the car or she's going to kill him because she wants to take the car. She's like, you guys can fucking walk home. I'm taking the car. I'm getting out of here. Fuck this. I'm gone. So she's, she's like... In, Bristol's like, we can't let her have the keys because she's going to leave us here. And, like, because they, they know it's real. So she's like, if they, she leaves us fucking here, we're going to die. Can't let this happen. So she tells Lilith to take the radio and run for the woods and that she's going to do something. So I can't do this. And she's like, yes, you can. You're going to fucking do it. So then as they get out of the car, she runs to the woods and Blue just like, where are you going? And, but Alice is like, hey, over here, I got the keys. <laughs> so she turns back to Alice. They're like, so, um, I forget what she says, but, um, Alice is like, like, uh, Blue Jay's like, you know, give me the keys or whatever, you know, something about like, almost like, you know, I, I win, you didn't get me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh no, you didn't. And she takes the keys with her and jumps off the cliff. <laughs> wait, who, who, wait, who did this? Uh, uh Bristol. She- Bristol took the Jeep keys and jumped off the cliff. Off the cliff, yeah. Okay. All right. Tilly. So now everybody's fucked. Uh. Well, I mean, so she's kind was of like, at the end, it was at the end of that episode. Yeah. So the next one is the one, right. one about. Yeah. So that was that was the answer. Jumping off the cliff was the end. The next <laughs> one's called "The Only Way Is Through." Uh, as as the doubt about Alice's existence is seemingly answered, one final question remains: What now? Then, as Alice and Rob head deeper into uncharted territory, no, this is the episode. This oh. is the one before that. This yeah, is, that's, the, I'm not that's the. Playing. I'm not playing anymore. Uh, Alice is forced to fight for her life uh, as Blue Jay hunts for Rob's car keys. The pair battle for the upper hand. Blue Jay proves that she's willing to do anything to leave the convoy and the left-right game behind. Yeah, so that's the. This is the episode we're about to go into right now. Okay. All right. So, yes. So Alice jumps off the cliff. She, like, manages not to die. <laughs> She's very beat up, though. Um, she goes to Blue Jay's car to get the radio, the other radio. So, wait. Hold on. Clear something up real quick. The left-right game. There's no, there's no rule about going off the road. You just have to continue making the left and the rights in the vehicle while you're driving. That's the only. That's the only rule. Okay. All right. Continue then. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't get home on foot. Like right. if she tried to go back to on foot, the left, right, you can't. You have to be in a vehicle, but you can like move around without. It. And uh, apparently, there's a bunch of deer out here giving birth to human Hulk babies. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so she goes to get the radio out of the out of Blue Jay. Jay sees her and starts. Firing at her down the hill. Um, so she manages, but she manages to get away. She contacts Lilith in the radio. Lilith says that she's in a clearing in the woods, 
car, and Blue Jays or uh, Bristol's like, "All right, I'll meet you there. I have the keys. Um, then we'll figure out what to do. We'll we'll get Rob. We'll get Blue Jay away from the car. Whatever." Uh, so she makes her way back up off the cliff, and Rob is by himself. Blue Jay's not there, and he's like. He's saying he's mouthing something to her that she can't really understand. So she gets closer, and he says, um, "He says radio." <laughs> so then she tries the radio, and she says, "Bristol calling all cars." And then she realizes it's coming from the car too. So so Blue Jay heard their whole conversation uh, about where Loth was, and that she was waiting for her there, mm-hmm. like that she was going to go meet her there. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Fuck, we're screwed." <laughs> so. Uh, she's like, oh, I have a, I have an idea. She puts Robin in the car. She gives him the med kit. She's like, here, try to do what you can for yourself. I'll be back to, to fix it more later. Uh, and then she goes off into the woods. Uh, so she ends up getting the clearing. OJ has Lily and the a point with the gun pointed at her, and she's got a flashlight uh, in her face, in a Bristol's face. And she's like, give me the fucking car keys. If you try anything at all, I'm going to shoot her. So just give me the keys. Um, I'm not playing this fucking... She's like, I swear to God, I'll kill you. No one, will, no one will blame me after what you guys have put me through. Blah, 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 blah. So she's like, oh, okay, fine. I'll give you the keys. So she put, had put the keys in her backpack. So she goes, she takes off her backpack and she goes to open it. She's like, don't fucking open that bag. She's like, just toss it to me. So she tossed are the bag, and I think Lilith tried something when she went to catch the bag. Like I think Lilith either tried to run or tried to like slam into her. Yeah, again, it doesn't really explain. But you hear the gun go off, and Lilith gets shot. Uh, and so she's like, she's like, oh, I, I see you tried to throw the thing, and she distracts me. Well, now she's she's dead. Or blah blah blah. She's like, so then she starts shooting at Bristol again, who runs into the woods. And Bristol, she's like, Bristol, I could kill you without even one shred of remorse or anything. I'm just going to fucking kill you. And she's like, and Bristol goes, yeah, I, I know you. So then she takes out her phone and starts to dial. And I was and I was completely thrown off by this because I was like, what, is she trying to call the fucking police? <laughs> but what it was, was she was activating the C4, which was in the backpack. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. So <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I did not even see that coming. <laughs> e4 in the backpack. Never so, see she, it coming. so she blows up uh, what's her face? Yeah. So the up. They were also in the bag. Um, but So she goes back and Lilith is still alive, but she's dying. So she they, they talk for a little while. And she's like, I wish I had known you longer and stuff like that. But then and she died. So then the kid shows up. Oh, Jesus, the Hulk kid? Yeah. So Jesus Christ. I, at first, you can't really tell what's going on because you just hear noises and she's like, oh my God. See, blah, I think blah. that would freak me out the most. <laughs> so she, apparently he tries to take like, talk, like take Blue Jay again. And she's like, you can have her. But then she's like, not moving. So you hear Bristol's like, she's sleeping. It's okay. She's just sleeping. Blah, blah, blah. So then he like freaks out. <laughs> So that, but then she gets the flashlight working. The, oh, took the flashlight from Blue Jay, and she had it. So she gave that to Bristol. Um, so she manages to like drive him off with the flashlight. 
So then she sees the static ghost in the woods, just like he saw in the suicide forest. Uh-huh. But she realizes that it's him, because it's, it's like shaped like him, and when she reaches out, which he described as the ghost reaching out to him in the forest. So then she's like, she's like, it was me he saw all those years ago. So then she starts to realize that, like, everything that's been happening was leading up to them being on the road. Like, the road itself wanted them there. <clears throat> like, all, a bunch of things happened that, like, forced all this to so, so him seeing the static ghost in Suicide Forest in Japan was him actually seeing Bristol, but as mm. a static ghost. And then her seeing the static ghost is actually her seeing him as a static ghost? Yeah. Oh boy. For, like, okay. it's like, I guess because they look like static ghosts because it's like such a time difference right. in actual. So that's the that's the way they explained it or whatever. Okay. But, but to the car and she tells him what happened and he's like we should probably go back or whatever and she's like no I'd like to go oh no she collapsed I forgot she passes out and then she wakes up and she's in the car uh, sands and she's missing an arm well I'm sorry uh, what why yeah, is, how, why is she missing an arm now did the kid come he, back and take it no <laughs> I don't remember how she, she injured her arm in the jumping off the cliff or she she got shot by Blue Jay or something. Like, her arm was, was in, in it, but he said by the time he found her, he had to remove it. That was the only way he could, the only thing he could do, because it was so messed up. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember why her arm's up. It either had to do with the fight with Blue Jay or jumping off the bed or something. I'm going to think it's the kid. <laughs> or maybe the kid. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. He was, she was attacked by the kid, too, so maybe that was. Um, until she got the flag. Um, well, yeah, because the kid ended up being dead because he said that he buried all the kids, UJ and Lil. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think this is the next episode. All right, so the next episode is the only way through. Uh, as the doubt about Alice's existence is seemingly answered, one final question remains what now? As Alice and Rob head deeper into uncharted territory, Rob's history with the road is revealed. The pair are forced to consider their place within the left-right game as they encounter their most daunting landmark yet. This is the so, second to last episode. Yeah. So, uh... This episode... Well, previously, Tom had gone to see her parents who also don't really remember her, but they're like, why do we have this room that's all full of stuff that we have been... Because they're like, like, why have we made the decisions that we made in our life? Why do we have this room full of, of stuff and picture frames of us, just us, for nobody, and, and like these things in this room that neither of us like, that neither of us like. And like, so they're like, every time we open this door, we, it feels like we forget why we were coming in here. Um, so they're kind of like, you know, your explanation makes more sense, even though we don't remember her, that we had a daughter. It kind of, you know, makes a, makes more sense. Like, you make sense of it. Um, but they're both very unhappy. <laughs> uh, so then he, so that's kind of like, he's like, okay, I'm not crazy. She did exist. So he feels better about himself, even though they don't. Right? 
Okay. So the dad tells him, if you don't find her, don't ever come back here again. Wow, that's rude. Uh, well, it's just because they don't want to be reminded of it if she can't be found. So that was that's why. But, like, it, it's better explained in that episode. I'm just crunching it together right. in sentences but, but yeah. i mean no it, that's good sorry i had to step away for a second people keep popping out of my room but yeah um no i mean you i think you did a pretty good job in that absolutely um, absolutely so in this episode he goes to phoenix uh tom at the beginning flies to phoenix after that wonderful conversation with his mom yeah oh yeah <laughs> where he's like you, I I never would have gone anywhere. You're always asking me home, and he's like, and I was fine with that until now. Now I want to. I feel like I need to go places. Um, so he ends up flying to Phoenix. Um, and I, at the time, I was like, you're gonna freaking follow the left right game. So, but yeah, so he goes there again. Looking for you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. His arrival there, I think. It, um, and then. And Alice and Rob. Yeah. So they are traveling more. You, that's This is where you find out that it was Rob and his son who mapped out most of the things. Uh, most of the road. Although they haven't, like, this is beyond where they had gone. But at first they were afraid to stay overnight. Like, they only went on day trips as far as they could go and then went back. Then they finally got the courage to, like, stay overnight and do a couple days worth. Um, and then that his son's wife ended up wanting to, to come along and do it, too. So you find out that he didn't actually find it on a message board. It was his son that discovered this. Um, so it, he was the one that st- actually started it, was the son. So then you find out that the crazy lady on turn 34 is actually his son's wife. Because one day they were supposed to go back, and she said that she wanted to stay, that she wasn't going back near the wood where the clearing was where Lilith died uh-huh. where she decided to, that she didn't want to go back, she wanted to stay on the road forever uh, so then she started appearing at that turn every time and his son tried to talk to her but it was like she was like just saw through him like she didn't recognize anyone and she's always just ranting no matter what he said to her no matter what he did so then he went back to the road to look for her. Um, and he's actually the one that bought the C4. It was commercial grade for demolition. Um, so his last time, if he couldn't find her, he was going to blow up the tunnel so that no one could come in again or be hurt. So you find out that Rob discovered this plan, and he's the one that was sending the test messages about don't do this, blah, blah, blah. He actually... he He drove his son's car off the road and killed him. Oh boy, okay. Yeah. And then she asks him, why did you do it? Were you trying to save him? Were you trying to save yourself? Because you'd be trapped on this side if he blew because he was on the the crazy side. He's like, right. did you do it because you'd be trapped on the crazy side? Did you do it to save him? Because he was like, the, I knew the only way that he could blow it up is from this side or he would be in the tunnel and blow himself with it, which is what, what I think he planned to do. He's like, and I, uh, he's the one that drove him off the road, but he didn't realize that he was already injured and he ended up dying from being driven off the road. And she's like, Did you do it to protect him? Or were you trying to save him? Or were you trying to save yourself? Like, to tell you the truth, it's actually neither. I was trying to save the road. 
and he's like this this shouldn't be cut off like people need to be able to come here like it should be explored and blah 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 i so. disagree when when deers <laughs> give birth to hulk babies that try to pull you off the road and kill you like like chucky that's yeah. uh that's a hellscape that no one really needs to travel so um so as, as they're talking and stuff they come through the mountains at the edge of the forest and they go up in the mountains and they come back down and out and there's a giant salt flat that like goes on as far as the eyes can see and in the middle of it is a big huge city um so eventually they get to the city and it's empty like they're like like it seems like there should be people but there's nobody um so then they're all of a sudden, they start they start yelling about things coming. They don't describe what the things are, so I have no idea. I was picturing giant cows the way they sounded, because it was like almost like hoofs, and then there were like bells every once in a while, like big digs. So, okay, my, my brain was like cows. They're being thrown by cows. I'm like, I don't know what's happening because they don't never describe what they are, but whatever they are, they're like after sound, and she knows it somehow. Bristol's like they're they're following the sound. Turn the car off. So they turn the car off and they throw the rest of the C4. Oh, no. She said... She tries to do the C4, but uh, they don't have any way to activate it now because she used some of it to blow up uh, Blue Jay. Right. <laughs> they don't have a blasting cap, and they don't have the phone to activate it. So they had something else that exploded. I don't remember what they were. So they ended up throwing that, and it exploded, and all the things went, and were, they were burning because... The sound, they were after the sound, whether it was throwing them or not. She's like, so I don't see how we're going to get through this. Because they didn't, obviously, didn't kill all of them that way. Um, so, but they stopped chasing the truck, and they just sat there in silence. Um, so they were talking more about how the road actually orchestrated all of this. Like, they were doing, like, more examples. Like, she tells them about the forest and how it, it made him do this and how she ended up and he's like, I think the road wants you here. Why else would you be the one that know, that suddenly knows like about these things, even though you've never crossed them? It's like, yeah, I don't know. So he's like, I think it's been waiting for you all this time. So then she starts to fall asleep, and she's like, what is the matter? So he actually drugged her. He's like, it's fine. It's just like falling asleep. <laughs> so she passes out, and then she wakes up to him on the radio. He's like, he's like, um, it's like, Rob, to all cars. It's ferryman to all cars. So she finally wakes up and she's like, Rob, what are you doing? He's like, we're still, we're surrounded by those things. And you, you know that you're supposed to get through here and not me. It's like, so I'm going to make, a, I'm up on one of the roofs. I'm going to big old ruckus and you're going to drive up. Continue on, on the road. So she, she tries to talk him out of it, but he's like, no. He's like, he's like, it's your decision. If you want to keep going, you keep going forward. But if not, you turn around and you go back. Um, he's like, whatever direction you decide to do, I'll I'll pull the the things in that in the opposite direction. And she's like, which way did you go? And he's like, well, I think I know what your answer is, so that's the way I went. But if you change your mind, I can easily get the other way. And she's like, so she's like, she's like, no, you don't you don't have to move. He's like, I thought not. So then he sets off a big like sound and all the things go after it she continues forward down the road and that's how that episode ends and then there's the last episode which is the end of the road 
uh, <coughs> on the streets of Phoenix, Arizona, and the otherworldly highway of the road, two long-lost friends approach a final crossroads, and then both have a choice to make to keep going on the road ahead or turn back to the world they know. However, a few ultimate revelations remain just a few turns away, which may have already made their choice for them. Okay. So Complete this, one this kind story of like, for me. <laughs> so this one weaves in and out with Tom and Bristol. Like normally it does Tom first and then Bristol's part. So this is kind of like, like changing back and forth to their points of view. So it starts out with Tom. He finds a, uh, a lady that does like paranormal stuff, a bartender. And apparently he had already talked to her because she mapped out like where the, the glass, the mirror store was and where the tunnel should be and backtracked to find Rob Guthrie's house. Um, so he decides to go and, and try to find the, where the tunnel was. So he drives there, but it's not there because he didn't do the left right game. He just drove directly to the spot where the tunnel would be. But then he starts to go backwards to get to Rob's house. So after that, they cut to to her. She meets the son's fiance, the real one, the one that's been trapped inside the road, not the crazy one at the mirror corner. And um, Rob's gone by this time. Yeah, yeah. She she's driving and she's talking like she's leaving him messages on his answering machine as if she's talking to him. She's like. She's like, oh, she's like, it's not that different because if I was actually talking to you, you wouldn't answer me anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, so she's telling about how, like, as she's driving, the moon is breaking apart in several different pieces and floating away. Um, she's by a giant lake that seems unending, and when it's night, you can't tell whether the lake and the sky are different. And she's like, and I know if you were here, you would say, maybe they're not. <laughs> so... Um, but then, like, she comes to a point where she hears someone yelling for help, and she realizes it's it's the, the woman. She keeps saying she's stuck in the lake. She's like, I'm stuck. I can't get out. And she calls her Alice, and she's like, how do you know my name? So then I'm not sure exactly what happens, because, again, they don't describe things well. A whole bunch of boys just keep call start calling Alice, and then it sounds like she's running, and then they cut away. It happens. Uh... So then it goes back to Tom, and he is doing the left-right game backwards. He realizes, and he ends up at Rob's house. So he's like, I realize that I've been doing the left-right game just from the opposite way. He's like, so if I take the next lap, the tunnel should be there. So he goes around the tunnel, and he starts to tell a lame joke that he... He goes around the next corner, and he starts to tell the lame joke that he told the therapist about the guy driving backwards on the highway, which I didn't but he then he cuts off mid joke and he doesn't say anything and then there's a lot of sounds of driving and I I don't know what happened because it just is makes like driving sounds for like five minutes and I'm like what the hell is happening here and then he says something like I knew she wasn't there and that's all and it cuts off and I'm like what what I don't know what happened like some of the things frustrate me about this story like Wait, that. Is, I'm is like this... I don't know what happened. Is this the same? This isn't the same lame joke he told at the very, very beginning about the broken legs, is it? <laughs> no. It's oh, okay. The one where, where he's like a woman. The joke was a woman sees on the on the um, on the news that there's someone driving backwards the wrong way down the highway, and her that's the highway her husband takes to work. So she calls him up and says, "Honey, I just wanted you to be careful. There's a psycho driving the wrong way on the 
highway. And the husband says, one psycho hits it like 50 million psychos. So you find out that, like, basically he's the one that's driving the wrong way. Gotcha. Is so that's gotcha. the joke he told. But then, uh, but then he said, he's like, I wasn't trying to make you, to the therapist, he's like, I wasn't trying to make you laugh. I wanted just, just to explain, like, how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm driving the one way and everyone else is driving the other, like, trying right. to explain his search for Alice. Uh, but so he starts to make that joke again, and that's when he, he just cuts off mid joke. And then there's a bunch of driving sounds, and then for like, at least two minutes of driving. And then, and that's all. And then he says, I knew she wasn't there, which I'm not sure if he's talking about the mirror lady or Alice. Because before that, too, he says he didn't see her, but he wasn't sure if he looked at the right turn or whatever. And then he just says, I knew she wasn't there. So I'm like, is he talking? I don't know what the driving was. Like, did he find the t- tunnel? Did he not find the tunnel? I, just, I don't know. It's just, just like things like that frustrate me because like, I'm like, they don't explain what happened. Did he find the tunnel? Did he not find the tunnel? Talking about Alice, did he talk about the mirror lady. I don't know. So, anyway, but it cuts back to Alice and she's digging in the ground and she's burying the, the somebody says, Thanks for burying me. It's the wife. But, like, again, they didn't explain. Like, so all right. I heard was we're just calling her name and then, like, running feet. And now suddenly she's just burying this woman. I don't. Okay, so she's burying the wife. All right. Yeah, but the wife's talking to her. <laughs> so then she's like, she's like, she that the road had showed her a vision. Like she's like, why did you stay? And she's like, the road showed me a vision of a woman traveling by herself, old places, and blah blah blah. She's like, and I thought it was me, but it, I think it's. I actually think now that it's you. She's like, uh, and then when she's like, no one's here looking for me or whatever. And she's like, no, he is. He's. He's looked for you the whole time. I think he's still on the road looking for you, meaning the, the husband. She's like, but the road is so long. And he, she's like, but you're both looking for the same place, so eventually you'll find each other. And she's like, yeah, you're right. So then she starts walking off like the back the way, other way. So then she comes to another tunnel, and there's like this weird echoey voice that is basically is the road personified, I guess. So they're talking about, they start talking about why she's there. And she's like, she says a bunch of cryptic crap. Like, it, it, you're here because it was inevitable. Like, somebody has to go the farthest ever on the road, and that somebody is you. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of just like, almost, she's kind of just saying it was destined that you were going to be the one to go on the road the longest. She's like, you'll go to untold places. You'll see answers to questions that you've never even thought to ask. Uh, and you'll basically like travel forever. She's like, you, you know that you don't need like like you get your food. You don't can't be injured now because like her her arm healed like it didn't grow back, but like the wound healed almost like overnight. Basically, um, she's like, you can't. Uh, uh, you'll just like travel down the road for centuries to where the road, if all that's left is the road, basically. Uh, she's like, but this is the point where you can turn back before you enter through the second tunnel. Like it's basically the same as the beginning, where if you pass, you have the chance now to go back, or if you continue through the tunnel, like that's the kind of things that you'll see. She's like, and I'm pretty sure I know which one you're gonna pick because otherwise I wouldn't have like arranged things for you to be here. Tell you. 
Okay. Um. So now is she invincible now? Well, or if yeah. she continues traveling on the road, will she be? Yeah, kind of. I guess almost like she's going to become a god. But she, she'll never be like... able to come back. Um, but that's what she says. She's like, there's there's reasons to go on and there's reasons back. Um, because the reasons to go back was she, like, she, she warned her that if she went forward, no one in her life would remember her. Um, and she's like, so she's like, Alice starts being like, oh, my parents, you know, they're gonna, all my friends. I don't know that I can leave them. I promised them that I'm home. And she's like, well, yeah, that's what it is. She's like, if you continue on, you'll see things that you never saw, both horrors and splendor, uh, about the, you get, you get knowledge like ahead of, without even having like done the thing or learned it. Like she did how she knew those things were being attracted to sound. She's like, it's already happening, but through here, like, better and better. Right, but and what's the see. what's the point of knowing all of these things and having all of this knowledge and seeing all these things if you're the only one experiencing it at this point? Mm-hmm. And she can't That's share this with anybody else. I mean, that was the, the that's what that's what they said. Reasons to go forward, reasons to go back. Because okay. Alzi said going forward was because she does decide to go forward. Obviously, that's why I got her. Uh, she's she says it's going forward is selfish, but I'm, I'm going to do it because I want to see what's out there. I want to I want to see it and know it all. Basically. So Alice um, is the road. Yeah, I mean, I guess eventually. So, but then before that it goes back to Tom, before she makes her final decision. So his decision is he he sees sees Rob, he finds Rob, and he realizes from her message because he left on his answering machine was that he heard because he's been getting the audio files was if I could find a way to save you I would from like the from the city. <clears throat> so he realizes that the only reason he remembers because. She wanted him to save Rob, not come after her. So, but then she gives him the choice. Like, he's kind of transported back in time like she was when she saw the the ghost in the suicide forest. And it's him walking down the road. And he's like, he realizes that at that point, he didn't remember her. He only remembered her after the accident. So then he's sitting in the car with Rob. And himself is walking in front of them. He realizes that this is the accident. Like, if he hits himself with the car, then he'll remember Alice. But if he chooses not to, he can walk away and not remember her like everybody else. So he like, hits himself in the beginning. Yes. This is fucked up. <laughs> in the best way they possible. Just, they had to add time travel into this to some fashion, <laughs> didn't they? <sighs> it's your favorite thing, Webby. Why wouldn't they add it in? Oh, my nose is bleeding. So that was his choice, whether he wanted to remember her. Because if he chose not to remember her, then he... Because before that, he was complaining about, like, why did why am I the only one that remembers If you didn't want me to fi- follow you, why like why are you doing this to me? I'm I'm crippled now. I I remember this. Like, my life is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then that's when he realizes she wanted her... She wanted him to rescue Rob. But then she gave him that choice. Like, if he chose not to hit himself with the car, all of that would be erased. He would just 
he never would have gone to look for her. He never would have gotten hit by the car. None of it would have happened. But he also wouldn't be able to save Rob. So he has to choose whether he wants to remember her and save Rob and still remember like remember his friend, because otherwise he won't remember. Or if he wants to just go on blissfully with his life, not remembering her, not being involved in it. And let Rob die a horrible death to sound hunter monsters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what does he decide uh, to do? Uh, I mean, it doesn't specifically say, but you hear the car speed up, so I'm guessing he decides to hit himself. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, smart man, I guess. Yeah. And then that's that's pretty much where it ends. Like, it, show, it tells Alice, talks about how she was being selfish, decided to go down the road, uh, and that she's going to keep going until there's nothing left but her in the road. Now, once and, and if she cho- if she chooses, which she did choose to continue, if she chose to continue, she can never come back. Yeah, that was yeah, what she, the, told her. Basically, if she went through the second tunnel, there was no going back ever. You'd become one with the road forever. All right, so that's a lot to take in. I'm going to let you know right now, even if I had continued listening past the hitchhiker, I would not have made it past the little child Chucky baby deer <laughs> monster. Um, you would have been fine. No, I would not have been okay. You would have been fine. Would have been fine. Now, let me ask you this. If you had the opportunity, essentially, if you were given the opportunity to see things that you couldn't even believe... Or, or that you couldn't even imagine, or to learn things and to answer questions that you didn't even know you had yet, and to pretty much just become this like fountain of knowledge, essentially. But at the same time, you're doing it by yourself. What would you guys choose? Would Would you continue on the road? I probably would not have. Fuck that road. (laughs) See, I agree. Like, it's one thing if you're traveling with people. Like, if you had a group of friends or whatever. And yeah, it's a journey you guys can take together. But I don't understand. Like, I guess there are there are people out there who just want to have the knowledge. After after having Ace, at that point, I would be like, Nah, I'm out. Take me back. Take me back to the. Yeah, well, the tunnel, the second tunnel did tell her, hey, now you're pretty much going to be immortal. Like, you're pretty much, you're invulnerable to everything. I'd go around, like, punting little deer babies across the the road constantly, just because I know I could. But. Yeah. Plus, also, there was, like, untold wonders and horrors in there. And horrors, "Hmm." yeah. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm set. I'm never playing this game. Just so you know. Uh, Devin, are you ever going to try to do this left-right game? All it is is right. hopping in a car and driving. Well, you got to find the right city. If I can find the right city, I'm done. Well, you just got to get a map, go on Google Maps, and make sure that you can actually do the the specific amounts of lefts and rights to be able I'll to get to that day. tunnel. It doesn't bother me at all. Because you essentially you, you essentially only need enough to get you to the tunnel, correct? Yep, I'll do it all day. Ugh. That's rough. I wouldn't want to lose you, man. 
I'd be I'd I'd be like the the guy from BBC. I'd be like the friend from fucking the beginning of each episode, just looking for you. Mm-hmm. I'd like I'd be like, come on, guys, where's Devin? Everybody would be like, who? Be like fucking Devin. And then Austin would be like, who's Devin? Then I'd have to fucking slap him with my my pimp hand. I'd have to show him that strength. I don't show many people that strength, Devin, but I'd have to bust that out if he forgot who you were. I'm gonna knock that info back into him the hard way. Uh, I mean, this was... I feel bad that I wasn't able to to listen to all of them. Like, I couldn't force myself to do it. But it was a fucking journey listening to, essentially, you guys explain the episodes and chime in and man I don't know uh but we are on the almost a 2 hour mark at this point now I will I will mind you these are there are 10 episodes of these for those of you who want to watch this uh there are 10 episodes of these each of them about 47 to 48 minutes long so anywhere between 45 and an hour um, Devin, do you have a, a a website that you can kick out there real quick, just to to give people if they want to if they want to go to the website and listen to these? Um, Q code, Q code is the one that would do it. But um, so no, I be, mean that would be qcodemedia.com slash yeah, the left right game. Pretty much any. Simplecast.episodes or I mean or dot com. Slash episodes. There's like any number of ways you can make that work. Yeah, like if I, if you anything that you listen to podcasts on, if you search Q code, left right game was like the third one down for me, and then they had the Brasco one. Also recommend. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, re- I don't recommend it only because I think it's creepy, but I don't like creepy stuff. But if you are into creepy things. Yeah, I'd say give it a listen. Yeah, you might enjoy it. Um, I my, I know my mom likes creepy stuff, so I, I'll recommend this to my mom. I'll recommend it to your mom for sure. So, um, but yeah, I want to I want to thank both of you for recommending it and and Rob going through each episode in detail for me. Um, you definitely did the job of filling in all the blanks so I knew what the rest of the story was beyond where I stopped and not getting too freaked out having listening to it. No problem. So, because yeah, I can only I, imagine I, sitting at my computer fucking at one o'clock in the morning in the dark and then hearing like this little kid shuffling around him in my left ear and to my right ear and then back to my left ear. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and like I said, I liked it. The voice acting is good. The sound effects are good. The only thing I didn't like is where they just let sound effects take over the story, and you had no clue what the freak was happening. Right. Mostly the last couple of episodes that happened, but it did happen throughout. All right. Well, now that we're about at the two-hour mark, I think that's where we'll end the episode. Closing remarks uh, from Edquist and, and Devin on, on the left-right game. I mean, I'd say listen to it. I recommend listening to it. I think it's great. Devin recommends it, and he's going to map it out and try it. Yep. Edquist, would you ever try this? No. 
Oh, good man, smart. <laughs> I mean, I might turn up to the point where I saw the tunnel and I'd be like, fuck, no. Nope, not going well, to do that. And just pop that shit in reverse <laughs> and make a wrong turn somewhere else. I would, at least do it up to, I would at least do it up to the tunnel and at least see, like, what we're dealing with. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't know, man. I'd be real creeped out if I actually tried it and then on that, like, whatever, like, the 43rd turn or whatever, I actually did see a tunnel. I'd be like, no. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. up in New Hampshire, man, are you going to make, like, a 43rd turn or something? You're bound to come across, like, a covered bridge, which is technically a tunnel. It's like, no, uh, uh-uh, not doing it. <laughs> so, I'm a scaredy cat, though. Listen, listeners, I talk a big game. I, I'm, no, I don't do scary very well. Um, you put a weapon in my hand, I'll deal with something coming at me, but I'm, uh, uh, like, hearing things and feeling, my mind gets into it and I start feeling like things are, like, crawling on me. I don't think so. I'm good. Uh Uh-uh. I'm already freaked out. I'm freaked out talking about how, how I get freaked out. So now we're gonna do sign offs because I want to end the goddamn episode here. I know, yeah. I, I mean, Devin said that you'll be better with Roskin, but I'm not sure because I don't think you'd even get through the first episode. <laughs> I'm telling you this, Baraska is not like supernatural horror at all. It's not anything like overly. Is nothing that you can, if you if you've seen CSI, you can do it, Baraska. I have not like, seen CSI. Just, Okay, NCIS, ESIA. NCIS is filtered in with jokes and stuff. It's kind of lighthearted. Baraska has that too. You're fine. Don't worry about it. No, like I used to listen to all like the true crime and like uh, you'll be fine, Webby. The the serial killer, you know, podcasts and learning all about serial killers. Exactly, you'll be fine. I like all that stuff. Then you're fine. You're good. But you're fine. You're good. Then is it any? Is any? Is it based off of any type of true story? I really hope not. Or is it just completely so. fucking made up? Uh, I really hope it's not based off a true story. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, uh, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. Like, I would say this though: don't if you're gonna listen to it. Yeah, I like the Q code, but they haven't they haven't got that phone. I would Here, just listen to it from what you call it. I'll tell you what: give me like no a real doubt. brief synopsis of the first episode. I mean, I wouldn't. Break it down into uh, like so they break it down in episodes, right? The Q Code Media guys they break it down and they do their thing, but they're not nearly done. Like Baraska is, I'm just I'm just saying he noped out on the radio show <laughs> from he's fine from he's the right game and then but like well, Baraska <laughs> is two hours and forty three minutes. Like it, it, narrated by Mr. Cody Pasta is two hours and forty three minutes. Their first episode of Baraska. Is their first episode of Baraska is oh they have three episodes done. okay there you go they got three episodes out so they're what uh how many do you tell me about Whitney is thirty six minutes so here you go all right you want the first you want the first I'm gonna give you the synopsis of the show Sam Walker moved to the town of Drisking Missouri one summer and quickly befriends two other kids Kyle and Kimber while Sam's sister Whitney disappears a few months later. He passes five lonely years wondering what happened to her. When more people start disappearing, suddenly the three take it upon themselves to find out what happened to all the disappearing people. Um, people, what connection to the disappearance holds holes within the mountain outside of town? 
I will tell you right now the scariest part about that synopsis is that it happens in Missouri. <laughs> I'm just saying. 12-year-old Sam Walker moves to a small town in Ozarks with his family after his father is reassigned to new sheriff's department. Something screams in the mountains there, but his friends won't tell him what or who. A family friend goes missing. Is it the... Uh, it's a Wendigo. The episode, episode has screams. It has things they call the skinless men. It has the creepy poem. I'm telling you, Webby's well, not going to. I'm telling you, but once you find out what that is, it's a Wendigo. Once you find out what that is, you're honestly going to be like, I kind of wish it was just something supernatural. <laughs> like, because it's just like people are fucked up. I could spoil it, but I don't want to. Yeah, it's no. like cannibal Native I, Americans up in the hills. I wish. It'd be nice. Wow. I like cannibal. Americans up in the hills. All right. It's a Wendigo. It's literally the first episode of Supernatural put with a twist and tossed into a creepypasta. Um, nice try, that. All right. Um, well, we're going to yeah. log off there. So, Roscoe's the one. Or honestly, if you wanted to do one, if you wanted to have another creepypasta episode next week, I, I'm not hey, listen, listen to don't all. force me into these things on a weekly basis. I'm not. Need, I'm not. I need, I need well, no, I thought that, that's why I was going to say we should do I Dared My Best Friend to Ruin My Life. I need space and a hug. I was going to say I Dared My Best Friend to Ruin My Life. We could do that next also week. also a creepypasta. It's, it's, it does not it's matter. Not. It's a it's, creepy it's pasta. Webby, it's, it is it, done it, by Mister Creep. I'm watching. I'm looking right at it. It's done by Mister Creepy Pasta. It's it's fine. It's not a creepy it's, pasta. You're pushing your pressure. I need a hug. I need an adult. Webby, I'll give you all the hugs <laughs> in the world, but I I promise you that won't scare you. That you're Listen, fine. I need an adult. You're fine, Webby. So Devin, we need life advice with Devin, and don't make it life advice with pasta. I won't. Life advice is when you think you're scared, you're making it about fuck it up. stuff. You're fine. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, I want something. <laughs> I want something bright and positive. Bright and positive. That has nothing to do with it being creeped out. All right. Let me think. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had anything bright and positive in my life in a long time. So I'm right, um, right there with you, man. <laughs> it's hard to be positive right now. Um. Um. Always double check. Um. Always double check your your webcam. Uh. When you're gonna watch porn. You know. Okay. First. Yeah. That is decent <laughs> advice. First off. Second. I thought you were really gonna go. Always double check your backseat. It's like Devin. I told you not to get creepy with this. <laughs> I don't know. Always like turning around into my kitchen. Make sure nobody's staring at me. It's fucked up. No, no. 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 I'm not gonna do that to you, man. I ain't that mean. But yeah, double checking your camera before you know going on to porn porn. sites. That's a good. That's a good. So it's good. It's a good tip. For whatever reason, mine's glowing blue right now. I might hang a little rag over the top of it or something. I don't know. I'm always perpetually looking up at the ceiling. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, you know, my life advice for everybody: pick your battles. Just in general, in life, pick your battles and. Take the small victories where you can. That's it. So, next week, unknown what we're going to be doing this on. Potentially, 
this creepy pasta of I dared my best friend to ruin my life. Uh, so Rob, if you want to listen to this one as well, I, you'd be more than welcome to hop back on next week and we can do another SU. You. Um, but until then, uh, Rob, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at confessor underscore X and someday again on Twitch at twitch.tv slash confessor. Uh, and Mr. Devin, where can people find you at, sir? Uh, you guys find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at Pook Killed Me. And on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on packages. Okay. I, I yeah, you, You've done it for so long, it just doesn't feel natural if you're not on <laughs> eBay anymore. <laughs> Switch to Amazon. I use Amazon too. No, then find a, let's find you on Amazon sometime. Maybe next week. And as always, everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, also all one word, and on Instagram at Patrick.Webster52, where I post sometimes funny little meme things that I find on Google. Uh, And thank you, everybody, for listening to this slightly extra long episode. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it. I thought that Webby was worried that we wouldn't get an hour out of this. Yeah. Originally. But originally, I also thought that the left-right game was only the first episode of this thing. I was like, no, no, we're good. Then you're like, no, it's all ten. It's like, oh, I'm definitely, yeah, okay. Uh, And thank you guys for listening. We love you. Stay safe. And until next time, fuck Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Fuck Blue Jay. (laughs) Picture in Discord to you go up to. And Blue Jay. Yeah, fuck the Toronto Blue Jays. What? Oh, whoa. whoa. John's not going to like that, apparently. Not at all. Not at all. I saw his picture today with all the Toronto gear on. I don't like that at all. Welp. Love you, John. (laughs) (laughs) Those fighting words, boy. Ah, The Blue Jays.